Book Three, Chapter Six of A Daughter of the Vine by Gertrude Horne Atherton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Book Three, Chapter Six. Mr. and Mrs. Harold Thorpe sailed on the next steamer for California. Dudley Thorpe worked his way south, offered his services to the Confederacy, fought bitterly and brilliantly when he was not in hospital with a bullet in him rose to the rank of colonel and made a name for himself which travelled to california and to england at the close of the war he returned home and entered parliament he became known as a hard worker a member of almost bitter honesty and a forcible and magnetic speaker socially he was first a lion afterward a steady favourite altogether he was regarded as a success by his fellow men it was some years before he heard from his brother harold was delighted with the infinite variety of california his health was remarkably good and he had settled for life only his first letter contained a reference to nina randolph she had lived in napa for a time and then gone to redwoods she never came to san francisco therefore he had been unable to call had never even seen her all thorpe's other friends had been very kind to himself and his wife thorpe long before this had understood the rage and disgust of the first months had worn themselves out given place to his intimate knowledge of her had he returned to california it would have been too late to do her any good and would have destroyed the dear memory of her he now possessed he still loved her for many months the pain of it had been unbearable it was unbearable no longer but he doubted if he should ever love another woman the very soul of him had gone out of her and if it had returned he was not conscious of it as the years passed there were long stretches when she did not enter his thought when memory folded itself thickly about her and slept time deals kindly with the wounds of men and he was a man of active life keenly interested in the welfare of his country but he married no other woman it was something under ten years since he had left california when he received a letter from his sister-in-law stating that his brother was dead and begging him to come out and settle her affairs and take her home she had neither father nor brother and he went at once although he had no desire to see california again there were rails between new york and san francisco by this time and he found the latter a large flourishing and hideous city the changes were so great the few acquaintances he met during the first days of his visit looked so much older that his experience of ten years before became suddenly blurred of outline he was not quite forty but he felt like an old man groping in the memory for an episode of early youth the eidolon of nina randolph haunted him but with ever evading lineaments he did not know whether to feel thankful or disappointed he devoted himself to his sister-in-law's affairs for a week then finding a sunday afternoon on his hands started almost reluctantly to call on mrs mclean south park was unchanged he stood for a moment catching his breath the city had grown around and away from it streets had multiplied bristling with the ugliest varieties of modern architecture but south park stately dark solemn 
had not changed by so much as a lighter coat of paint his eyes moved swiftly to the randolph house its shutters were closed the dust of summer was thick upon them he stood for fully five minutes staring at it regardless of curious eyes something awoke and hungered within him my vanished youth i suppose he thought sadly i certainly have no wish to see her poor thing but she was very sweet he walked slowly round the crescent on the left and rang the bell at mrs mclean's door as the butler admitted him he noted with relief that the house had been refurnished a buzz of voices came from the parlour the man lifted a portiere and mrs mclean with an exclamation of delight came forward with both hands outstretched her face was unchanged but she would powder her hair no more it was white thorpe she exclaimed is it not possible how long have you been here a week mon dieu and you come only now but i suppose i am fortunate to be remembered at all thorpe assured her that she had been in his thoughts since the hour of his arrival but that he wished to be free of the ugly worries of business before venturing into her distracting presence i don't forgive you although i give you a dinner on thursday will that suit you poor little mrs harold we have all been attention itself to her for your sake come here and sit by me but you may speak to your other old friends two of the other macs were there the other was dead he was told later both were married and one was dressed with the splendors of paris mrs earle was as little changed as mrs mclean and her still flashing eyes challenged him at once guadalupe hathaway was unmarried and had grown stout but she was as handsome as of old they all received him with flattering warmth treated him much better than he deserved mrs mclean remarked considering he had never written one of them a line and he felt the past growing sharp of outline there were several very smart young ladies present two of whom he remembered as awkward little girls the very names of the others were unknown to him they knew of him however and one of them affected to disapprove of him sharply because he had fought against the flag mrs mclean took up the cudgels for her south and party feeling ran high nina randolph's name was not mentioned he wondered if she were dead not so much as a glance was directed toward the most momentous episode of his life doubtless they had forgotten that he had once been somewhat attentive to her but his memory was breaking in the middle and marshalling its forces at the farther end the events of the intervening ten years were now a confused mass of shadows mrs earle sang a mexican love song and he turned the leaves for her when he told guadalupe hathaway that he was glad to find her unchanged she replied i am fat and you know it and as i don't mind in the least you need not fib about it you have a few gray hairs and lines but you've worn better than our men who are burnt out with trade winds and money-grubbing he remained an hour when he left the house he walked rapidly out of the park casting but one hasty glance to the right crossed the city and went straight to the house of molly shropshire's sister it also was unchanged a square ugly brown house on a corner overlooking the blue bay and the wild bright hills beyond the houses that had sprung up about it were cheap 
and fresh and bulging with bow windows yes the maid told him miss shropshire still lived there and was at home the room into which she showed him was dark and had the musty smell of the unpopular front parlor a white marble slab on the centre table gleamed with funereal significance thorpe drew up the blinds and let in the sun he was unable to decide if the room had been refurnished since the one occasion upon which he had entered it before but it had an old-fashioned and dingy appearance he heard a woman's gown rustle down the stair and his nerves shook when miss shropshire entered she did not detect his effort at composure she had accepted the flesh of time and her hair was beginning to turn but she shook hands in her old hearty decided fashion i heard yesterday that you were here she said take that armchair i rather hoped you'd come we used to quarrel but after all you are an englishman and i can never forget that i was born over there although i don't remember so much as the climate will you tell me the whole story i did not intend to come to see you to mention her name but it has come back and i must know all there is to know from the very date of my leaving up to now of course she wrote me that you were in her confidence she told the story of a year which had been as big with import for one woman as for a nation mr randolph died six months after the wedding she concluded wondering if some men were made of stone it killed him he did not see her again until he was on his deathbed then he forgave her anyone would poor thing he left his money in trust so that she has a large income and is in no danger of losing it she lives with her mother at redwoods clough died some years ago of drink it was in his blood i suppose for almost from the day he set foot in redwoods he was a sot and nina don't try to see her said miss shropshire bluntly you would only be horrified you wouldn't recognize her if you met her on the street she is breaking fortunately i saw her the other day for the first time in two years and she told me she was very ill have you deserted her don't put it that way i shall always love nina randolph and i am often sick with pity but she never comes here and one cannot go to redwoods it is said that the orgies there beg a description even the hathaways who are their nearest neighbors never enter the gates it is terrible and if your letter had come six days earlier it would all have been different but she was born to bad luck thorpe rose thank you he said are your sisters well i shall be here only a few days longer but i shall try to call again she laid her hand on his arm she had a sudden access of vision don't try to see nina she said impressively god forbid he said end of book three chapter six